0: Nick Cannon has been brainwashed.
1: Mr. Reagan.
0: All right, here's the thing. I like Nick Cannon. I still do. Many of you heard what he said, and you probably think I'm crazy. But I still like him, despite the crazy nonsense he was spouting the other day. In case you haven't seen it, here is what Nick Cannon said. The Semitic
2: people are black people. Are black people. So, so y'all yeah, get that clarity. We're going to say that again. Now, the Semitic people are black people. So I, you can't be anti-Semitic when, the Semitic, when, when we, we are the Semitic people. When we are the same people that you, who they want to be, mm-hmm. that's our birthright. That's our birthright. Because really what the Bible truly is, is just man's interpretation of his experience with his God. And, and stories and, and, and allegories. And, and those allegories and stories and things were stolen from who we are as a people. As that's, a people. Right. That's our history book, right. so to speak. Right. Someone else kidnapped us, knocked us aside the head, put us to sleep, stole our birthright, and claiming that that's them. Right. So the so the, the story of what you know as Moses is really Mises in, in an Egyptian mm-hmm. tale. The story of Noah is really the 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 poem of the tale of Gil- Gilgamesh and, and all of these things. Right. Okay. These all come from, the motherland right. as a, and how many times they're gonna rewrite the dictionary and don't write us in as black means um despicable disgusting mm-hmm. evil yeah. they're gonna rewrite the dictionary no black means god that's what a- we exactly that needs to be the t-shirt though yeah. that go, needs that, to be the coming. slogan <laughs> the definition of black is god exactly <laughs> black means god and let's see if, it, if we're gonna go to blue blood Going back to understanding a blue blood is a European person because they don't have pigment in their skin that you can see their blue veins. Of mm-hmm. When you have a person that has has the lack of pigment, the right. lack of melanin, right. that they know that they will be annihilated. So therefore, however they got the power, they 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 have the lack of compassion. Mm-hmm. That mel- melanin comes with compassion. Melanin comes with soul. That mm-hmm. we call it. We call it soul. We soul brothers and sisters. That's the melanin that connects. Us. Right. So the people that don't have it have are. are a little and I'm I'm gonna say this carefully (laughs) are a little less and 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 where the term actually comes from because I'm bringing it all the way back around to, to Minister Farrakhan to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. so therefore the only way that they can act is evil the only way they can they, they have to rob steal rape kill and fight kill or, or flight in okay or, in order to survive exactly so then these people who didn't have what we had and when i say we i speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people right they had to be savages they had to be barbaric. They had because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough, uh, torrential environments. Mm. So they they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually
0: the true savages. So that sounds pretty bad, right? And yet, I don't think Nick Cannon's a bad guy. It's an unpopular position, I know, but I think he's. All right. I'll explain why in one moment. First, I have to sell you something. A new bill in Washington is trying to invade your privacy. It's called the Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act. And if passed, this will be the end of warrant-proof encryption, meaning that both you and I will not have privacy from the government, even encrypted data. That's why I do everything I can to ensure my privacy online, which means always keeping my VPN turned on. Using a VPN will hide your location online, stop advertisers from creating a profile about you, and allow you to surf the web anonymously. As an added bonus, if you get a YouTube video that's blocked in your country, with just a click of the mouse, you can change your virtual location to any country you want, allowing you to get past any blocked videos. And I actually use that uh, because I watch a lot of British TV, and a lot of British TV is blocked in the United States, so I'll just switch my VPN to a UK site and then I can watch all the British TV I want. So I guess, in a sense, I am an international criminal. (laughs) Now, I use Virtual Shield VPN. Virtual Shield is built from the ground up specifically for your privacy protection. It's fast, reliable, and it's secure. It's available on iPhone and Android devices. I've partnered with Virtual Shield to exclusively give Mr. Reagan fans 50% off any VPN plan on virtualshield.com and all premium add-ons including Protection Plus, residential access, and VIP performance plans on their website. Go to virtualshield.com slash MrReagan to start protecting yourself online today or click the link in the description below. You really do need a VPN, folks. And these guys are great and they've supported my channel for a long time. So if you've been thinking about getting a VPN... Show them some love. I'm genuinely grateful that they've supported my channel for so long. So, again, virtualshield.com slash MrReagan. Go check them out. So, why do I still think Nick Cannon is a good guy? Now, if you remember, everybody used to think that Nick Cannon was a good guy. Back in the days of America's Got Talent. <laughs> In 2017, Nick Cannon left America's Got Talent. Apparently, he was pressured to leave by the producers because of some stuff he said in a stand-up special that he did for Showtime. But I've watched this special from beginning to end, and it wasn't really that bad. There was a lot of sexual stuff and swearing, and it was pretty vulgar, and it was very political. And I mean, it wasn't that funny but it was fine in in some parts it was actually quite profound this is the purpose there's only one race and
2: that's the human race you simple and you know when i figured it out when i had kids when i first had kids and then that's when i honestly realized i got one
0: job show my children unconditional love that's all it is so nick cannon used to be cool so what happened what turned Reasonable, cool, sometimes profound Nick Cannon into insane Nick Cannon? The answer Howard University. Howard University is a historically black college. Um, It's mostly black students. I, I guess there's a few white people. It's really a Marxist indoctrination camp. I know this from personal experience. I didn't go to Howard University, but I have a very good friend who did. And truth is, I met him after he went to Howard. So obviously he was still capable of being friends with white people, but he has admitted to me that he is racist against white people. But he also said that he was not racist against white people before going to Howard. He said that his time at Howard University changed his perspective on America and on race, really. So what happened? So my friend grew up, normal kid, black kid, Uh, He had white friends, he had black friends, whatever, and they went to Howard University, and they basically told him white people are evil, and now he's racist against white people. I guess I'm an exception, he thinks I'm all right, but generally speaking, he thinks white people are bad, and they can't be trusted. This is insane. Howard University and other historically black colleges and universities, they should not be teaching black students to be racist against white people. You shouldn't go in as a non-racist and come out as a racist. This is the antithesis of everything that we want in America. We want racial unity. We want everybody to thrive and be happy and like each other and be cool. But they're they're dividing people. Now, why is this? We've talked about this before in other videos. You know, this is the neo-Marxist indoctrination that happens at universities all over the country not just historically black colleges but in the case of Nick Cannon specifically what he's talking about is insane okay what Nick Cannon is referring to when he in when he's saying like white people are lesser you know when they were um exiled to the Caucasus mountains and all this kind of stuff what he's talking about is the story of Yakub okay so what is the story of Yakub Yakub is the mythology behind the Nation of Islam, right? The Nation of Islam is a religion, right? It's really a cult that some black people in America subscribe to. It's completely insane. The story of Yaqub was essentially just invented by this guy by the name of Wallace D. Fard. Uh, he eventually was known as Wallace Fard Muhammad. And he he essentially invented the concept of the Nation of Islam. Some people think that this was basically just a con job to convince black americans to pay him to become uh, these muslims these and it's not even okay by the way nation of islam is really almost nothing to do with islam as it's practiced like in the middle east by traditional muslims okay it's this own weird cult thing Wallace defard nobody really knows who he is is his his history is very obscured and so what was, the, what was the concept of this religion? The concept of the, this religion was that thousands of years ago, something like 6,000-some years ago, there was just black people in Africa, right? This is his concept. And one of, one of the Africans was like this genius scientist, and his name was Yacoub. And Yacoub was so brilliant and so genius that he was able to, through a eugenics program, essentially, to to create white people, right? In the same way that you might farm apples to taste sweeter or to farm other kinds of fruit to be, you know, bigger or have smaller seeds or something like this. He was trying to genetically engineer black people from Africa to be more and more pale and more white.
3: This man set up a birth control He kept this going... For six hundred years, he killed the black baby and saved the brown, one. killed the brown one and saved the yellow one. you <laughs> he killed the yellow one? that until he <laughs> run it into his last stage, and the last stage is white. And the black is the original. He's the father of, of them all.
4: All these other races are derivatives of the black
0: race. That's right. That. As the story goes, the Yakub story goes, the race of, of white people that Yacoub was creating was pure evil, right? Oftentimes, they will call white people like the devil, right? Or Satan. They, they call us like Satan or the devil or demons. The characteristics of the white man is evil. He was made like that.
3: And the white man, we say, is the devil. And I'm telling you today, we can't reform these white folks. <laughs> And if Reagan has his way, he's going to take all of them down to hell with him. And I hope he does. They deserve death, brother. They don't deserve no damn mercy. They didn't show us none. They don't show us none today. What the hell do we look like praying to God for them? Your damn tongue should be nest out of your throat if you open your mouth to pray for these bastards that put us in this condition. We are enemies. We and white people are mortal enemies. They were not made to be our friends. They were made to be our enemies and they are that and they can't be nothing but that. They are locked into that. There ain't no redemption for them. You can't redeem them. Death is the only answer.
0: Death is the only answer. The only answer. This whole crazy cult. I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about this with a straight face. I actually can't believe people believe this, because this because this guy Wallace D. Fart, it wasn't like he was from like the 19th century, you know, some some romantic time that we can think of, like, oh, this is such a long time ago, we don't even, can't even really recognize the culture. This guy was, developed this ridiculous cult in the 1930s, and it, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but let me continue with the story. So anyway, so Yacoub developed white people, I, I, I guess as a way of oppressing black people and so that you know he he could be like the ruler of the world or something like that and so all these evil white people were born and these white people were so evil and nasty and horrible that they were exiled to Europe that's what um, Nick cannon is referring to when he says that they were um sent to the Caucasus mountains, right? <laughs> so we were like these barbarians, these Europeans, white people were all these barbarians running around naked in Europe. In his story, Moses of the Bible comes to Europe and tries to civilize the white man, but he gets so fed up with white people. And you you know, you know the stories of the Bible. Moses was or well, the in the original story of the Bible, Moses led the Jews out of uh, out of Egypt. But anyway, so he's over in Europe now, in this Nation of Islam story, trying to civilize white people, but he can't because they're so crazy and barbaric, so instead of civilizing them, he blows up, he blows up several hundred of them, I think it's like 300 of the most rowdy white men, he blows them up with dynamite, according to the story, This this is what I was able to find in my research, dynamite, which wasn't invented, hold on, when was dynamite invented, dynamite was invented in 1867. But according to the story of Wallace Fard Muhammad, it was used by Moses to blow up white people. That's <laughs> so ridiculous.
3: Because white folks so crazy, they lie down with the dog, lie down with the sheep, lie down with the cow, lie down with the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 years, this cracker is up in the cave crawling around him and the dogs together. That man didn't know how to cook food, didn't know how to bury his dead until Moses was sent to him That's right. to raise him up from that condition. Yes, Moses had a hard time teaching that savage. Yes, Moses had to sleep in a ring of fire That's right. to keep that savage from destroying him. Moses put a board in their back and stood them up. If you look at white people, they used to be very thick in here. No definition, just straight, with a flat glutamus maximus. (laughs) You know how flat they are back here? Moses had to straighten them crackers up. Black man all down by the Nile, living in luxury and silks. White folk up in the cave grunting. This man didn't have no language. He's up there in the cave grunting. Brother, tomorrow when you see white folks, don't tell them who they are. Look at them. Get up close and smell them. Smells strange.
0: But another thing that's even crazier is that, um, that I read somewhere, I don't remember where I read this, but they said that, uh, that some of the white people who were, or some of the white people who were turned white from, from the black, whatever, black Africans, wanted to be black again, they wanted to become black again, and so they tried somehow to make themselves black, but they couldn't, so they turned into gorillas, (laughs) This is this is real, really part of the nation nation of Islam r- religious belief. I mean, anyway, and all the like the apes, all of the apes, uh, chimpanzees, all, all the monkeys. I think these are all descendants of white people that tried to make themselves black. I'm assuming like Rachel Dolezal or uh, Sean King. They were white people who wanted to be black And they accidentally made themselves into Monkeys, I guess
3: He got down on his all fours Yeah, grew a little tail Yeah, some of them right today Are born with a little six inch tail Coming right off the spine They cut it off quick You ought to check Check the animal. Check, check that monkey out. Check that chim- chimpanzee out. Shave that hair and see what you see up underneath that hair. That's, right. That's white. That's
0: right. Black people are the original people, and every other race of people on Earth is some kind of twisted version of Africans that, wa- that were created by this evil scientist called Yakub 6,000 years ago. It's sort of like the story of Wakanda. You know, it's, ve- it's a very exciting version of reality because, you know, black Africans in sub-Saharan Africa, they don't really have history. They don't have a written history. They didn't develop technologies like Europeans did. you know th- th- I think this is probably a very attractive story. It's like the story of Wakanda. Well, my ancestors didn't really invent anything, right? They were s- kind of stuck in the Stone Age while these other societies were carrying on developing civilization. You know, maybe you feel a little bit bad about that. And so you hear the story of Wakanda or you hear the story of Yakub and these like this brilliant scientist and all this stuff and you think ah you know My people are actually the best ones. My people are actually the most brilliant ones. And I think maybe, I guess that's attractive to some people. This guy really wasn't able to promote this cult too extensively. I think he was primarily in Detroit. But he did have a a strong following there. Then it was passed on to a guy by the name of Elijah Robert Poole, who changed his name to Elijah Muhammad. And Elijah Muhammad is basically considered to be, you know, like the great prophet of the the nation of, of Islam. And this guy was an absolute rampant racist. He basically just told everybody that the white man is the devil. And the white man, we say, is the devil. You would think, okay, well this is the guy. This is the the main bad guy in this story that is poisoning the minds of black Americans. But it really wasn't Elijah Muhammad. It goes one step further, or a couple steps further, but um, one major step further, which is a a man by the name of Malcolm Little. Malcolm Little is probably better known to you as Malcolm X and Malcolm X really I mean he, the weird thing is he's a very well spoken guy if you watch any interviews with Malcolm X he sounds brilliant and yet he believed all of this insane nonsense about Yakub and the devil white people and you know all, I mean he believed this crazy stuff this is this stuff is completely crazy but Malcolm X believed it and he propagated it and he he talked I mean I'll show you some video, actually, of him talking about this.
1: What are the
3: goals of the movement which you represent so effectively?
0: Just
1: as you said in the same article, uh, see we're trying to, Mr. Muhammad is trying to get us on God's side so God will be on our mm. side and help us to fight our battles against a very vicious, deceitful, uh, hi- hypocritical enemy. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that God now is about to establish a kingdom on this earth based upon brotherhood and peace. And the white man is against brotherhood, and the white man is against peace. His history on this earth has proved that. Nowhere in history has he been brotherly toward anyone. The only time he's brotherly toward you is when he can use you, when he can exploit you, when he can oppress you, when you will submit to him. And since his own history makes him uh, unqualified to be an inhabitant or a citizen, citizen in a kingdom of brotherhood, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that God is about to eliminate that particular race from this earth. So since they are due for elimination, we don't want to be with them. We're not trying to integrate with that which we know has come to the end of its rope. We're trying to trying to separate from it. You don't integrate with a sinking ship. Uh, you don't do anything to, ter- to further your stay aboard a ship that you see is on its way down to the bottom of the ocean. Moses tried to separate his people from Pharaoh, and when he tried, the magicians, tried to fool the people in the sting with Pharaoh and we look upon these other organizations that are trying to get Negroes to integrate with this doom white man as nothing but modern day magicians and the honorable Elijah Muhammad as the modern day Moses who's trying to separate us from the
0: modern day Pharaoh. Complete
1: separation is the only solution
0: to the black and white problem in this country. This is so crazy. You You think how does anybody believe this? Well like I said if you're you know white people I don't think we really understand the frustration maybe Of coming from a a culture, coming from an ethnicity where you think, well, my ancestors lived like, you know, lived like cavemen. They lived in a kind of um, Stone Age technology, with Stone Age technology, at the same time white people were developing society. We don't, I I think white people don't really think about this because we... Don't necessarily regard ourselves as great because of the accomplishments of our ancestors or some other person of our same race. I don't think there's any white people out there that say, oh, you know, Elon Musk designed the Tesla, therefore, I'm awesome. You know, no white people, we don't really think like that. Black culture—it's a little bit different. Uh, you hear black people talk about, "Oh, this black person accomplished this great thing," and therefore it reflects positively on me. There's, okay, Barack Obama was president; therefore, I feel somehow emboldened or empowered by that. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's re- really as true as it's made out to be sometimes. But I think possibly culturally, black people value themselves a little bit more by the accomplishments of their group than white people. White people definitely do, like, I definitely do not value myself in any way by the accomplishments of other white people. And maybe that has something to do with the fact that historically, white people have accomplished a lot, right? And historically, well, I don't like to push this point because it sounds like I am valuing black people based on their accomplishments up to the point that where they started to interact with Europeans, right? The reason I don't mind talking about that is because I don't care. I don't care that black people were stuck in the Stone Age at the same time that white people were in the Renaissance, right? That doesn't, to me, that does not dictate the value of any black person that I happen to meet, right? That may, that I, My value is not dictated by the accomplishments of other white people hundreds of years ago. And my neither are my shortcomings. And I don't think any black person's value is dictated by the accomplishments of their ancestors or people that looked like them thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago. And certainly they're short you know, they're not defined by the shortcomings of those people either. It's it's a stupid idea. It's a stupid way to think about your own value is in any way connected to your group. To me, that's a that's a pointless way of thinking about yourself. You need to think about yourself as an individual. What is my value to the world? What what are my shortcomings that I need to work on personally? That's how you should think about th- these things. And I think that's something that needs to be changed in the in black America. Black Americans need to stop thinking about themselves as part of a group, stop assessing their value in that way, and just start thinking about themselves as individuals, their own value individually, th- their own shortcomings, what they need to work on personally. This perspective of, you know, I need to think of my own value as associated with the group and this other, pers- this other group is, you know, accomplished a lot more and therefore I'm going to believe these things or I'm going to hate them for it or whatever. I call this the racism of resentment. I, I-, I developed a term, <laughs> the racism of resentment, right? If there is a person who thinks my group is inferior and I value myself in- to some degree based on my group and I hate this other group for accomplishing more, then to me, they've got what is called an inferiority complex, right? They think that they are inferior or that their group is inferior or whatever, and therefore they hate the other group because their group is inferior. That to me is not only insane, not only pointless, but unbelievably destructive. It's destructive to you. It's destructive to your whole group. It's destructive to the other group. It's destructive to the whole of society. It's a terrible, terrible ideology, philosophy, philosophy. Take responsibility for your own accomplishments. Take responsibility for your own shortcomings and work on those personally. I know I keep saying the same thing, but I think it's true. Uh, this is just how I think most people in civilized society think. And I think that, the, that it is how everyone must think in order to be successful in our, in our world. Now, how does this tie in with Marxism? Well, Malcolm X was a self-avowed communist. He actually has a speech entitled, Democracy is Hypocrisy.
1: Democracy is hypocrisy.
0: (laughs) He was a communist. And to some degree, I think that the nation of Islam was either infiltrated by a Marxist influence or maybe it was Marxist from the beginning. I'm not sure. But Malcolm X was certainly a Marxist. Those two interests intersected. The, the interests of the Nation of Islam and the interests of the Marxists intersected at some point.
3: And they drove opium out under Mao Zedong. Mao cleaned up China of drugs. And he killed all drug addicts who would not clean up, kill them all. Right. You may say that's terrible,
0: but there's no more drugs. Right. That was the point nation of Islam was taken over by a man by the name of Louis Eugene Walcott. You will know him by the name Louis Farrakhan, right? And the only way, white
3: folks, you can come out of this, because you cannot be reformed. You cannot reform a devil. All the prophets tried and failed. You have to kill the devil. What are you saying, Farrakhan? Why does Muhammad and any Muslim murder the devil? Because he's 100% wicked. He's a snake of the grafted type. And if he's allowed to live, he'll sting someone else. Nobody loves the black man They all want to crush the black man Yaqub was only given six days to do his work Six thousand years and after that The white man's world is finished Muhammad and any Muslim will murder the devil Don't stop right there Farrakhan Don't you send these children out here With the thought of murder in their mind Oh yes I am
0: It's putting to death time today. And Louis Farrakhan subscribed to all these moronic ideas about Yakub and the White Devil. He believed in all that stuff. So when... Nick Cannon references Louis Farrakhan. This is specifically what he's referencing. He's specifically referencing the nation of Islam and this concept of Yakub. That's why he's saying white people are less. That's why he's saying we don't have souls. You know, we're demons. This is all the teachings of Louis Farrakhan, Malcolm X, and, you know, their predecessors. This is a crazy made-up story about the history of the world developed in the 20th century and popularized in the 1960s. This hasn't been around for very long. This isn't like an ancient religion that these people believe. This is a, a basically a brand new thing. This is just a cult that these people have been brainwashed to believe in. And so, like I said, I don't blame Nick Cannon for expressing these idiotic ideas. I mean, to some degree, we have to place some responsibility on him for being so naive as to believe it, but these are not his ideas. He's just repeating the insanity that he was taught at Howard University, right? It is the university system that he went through that rotted his brain, right? That infected him with these idiotic racist ideas. He believes them because he was taught them by people who were university professors who should know better and not be divisive racists, but they are. There's Something really needs to be done about the university system. I made a video about it earlier. We need to defund it, but also we really need to fix it, because these ridiculous Marxist racist ideas are being propagated through the university system, and it is sickening. I actually feel bad for Nick Cannon. I don't hate him for this. I, I feel sorry for him. On the other hand, let's talk about a little, something a little bit more positive, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is awesome.
4: Listen, Deshaun Jackson, Steven Jackson, Nick Cannon, Ice Cube. Man, what the hell are y'all doing? Like y'all want racial equality, we all do. I don't understand how insulting another group helps our cause. And the only person called y'all on it was Kareem. We can't allow black people to be prejudiced also especially if we're asking for white folks to respect us, give us economic opportunity and things like that. I'm so disappointed in these men, but I don't understand how you beat hatred with more hatred. That stuff should never come up in your vocabulary and it should never come up in your heart. I don't understand it. I'm never gonna accept it. And I'm asking you guys, I'm begging you guys, man, you guys are famous. You got a platform. We got to do better, man. I want allies. I don't want to alienate anybody. And to take shots at the, the, the Jewish race, the white race, I just don't like it because it's not right. And I had to call him on it because it's really, it's really been on my heart.
0: For the insanely racist nature of his remarks about white people, Nick Cannon was mostly criticized for the racist nature of his remarks about Jews. Now, this infuriates me to no end. Was he racist about Jews in his rantings? Yes. Was that wrong? Yes. However, why are we ignoring the much crazier and much more racist things that he said about white people generally? Is it only the Jews that we need to care about not being racist against? Why is being racist against white people okay? This is so unbelievably stupid. I'm going to do a whole video on that. So, right, I'm, I'm starting to do these... Rants, right? About stuff just for my YouTube members, which is a new thing they've got on YouTube. You can pay to be uh, a member of my channel on YouTube and then you get like extra videos and stuff. Or you can go on Patreon. If you subscribe to my Patreon at a certain level, I'm going to start posting these videos at that level. It'll probably be like five bucks or something. Either way, you're, you'll see the rants that I'm going to start doing. So if you want to see some more of, I guess, what you would call raw stuff, basically just me ranting. Become a member here or on my Patreon. It's just some extra stuff that that comes to mind from time to time that I, yeah, you know, I don't maybe want to prepare as like a professional video like this one. Just they'll just basically be me talking into my phone, right? Mr. Reagan raw. <laughs> All right, so back to what we're talking about. So Nick Cannon did eventually apologize for his crazy rant. But I don't think that it was because he doesn't believe any of the stuff he said. I think it's because he was trying to salvage his career. All right, so this is the apology that Nick Cannon made. I hurt an entire community, and it pained me to my core. I thought it couldn't get any worse. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. Good night. Enjoy Earth. Okay, so that's not the actual apology. I don't know where the apology is. I must have missed the apology... But this is his post-apology tweet, I guess. But the reason I bring this tweet up is because when I was reading through the comments um, of some of his, sort, I guess, fans, after he apologized and then wrote this apology for apologizing, I guess, the way that these fans of his, I think almost all black people, responded about this is insane. All right? And this, to me, this is why I said earlier that I think um, Charles Barkley is in the minority amongst black Americans. This is, <laughs> this is unbelievably disturbing. All right. <laughs> this guy, this guy's name is Crimes Against Melan, M-E-L-A-N, which I suppose is short for melanin. Nick, hey, Nick. What said true and real, you couldn't help what, what, what you was saying. When an ancestor speaks through us, we have no control of the words coming out of our mouths, but they threaten you, Nick. I know they did. You got babies to think about. You did right by them. All right. This guy writes, um, can somebody explain to me what was anti-Semitic about the podcast? It seems like any form of criticism toward the Jewish is anti-Semitic these days because, honestly, all these events prove to me that the Jewish really do rule media. All right. This guy... Uh, Joe Juan Jr. writes, Nicholas Scott Cannon, pull your head out of the dirt and put it back in the sky. You are a king. You have done so much for the culture. They have turned against some of the greatest men and women in our lifetime the moment you began to use your platform to learn and educate. All right, Charles Atta writes, Why apologize if you did nothing wrong? You're apologizing to a community who still benefits from our demise, and you feel their feelings are more important than what they are still doing to us. Wake up for real, Nick. Man up and teach your children how to stand up for the truth. Uh, Cernovich, for whatever reason, wrote, you are loved, you are valued, and the world needs you, which I thought was actually quite a nice sentiment. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's probably true, actually. I think it's quite a, quite a nice thing for Cernovich to say. This woman, Catherine, writes, uh, we had your back, but you apologize for telling the truth, so please. All right, destinyred.com writes, You shouldn't have to apologize for speaking the truth. They say the truth hurts, so because people f- feeling is hurt, because you spoke truth, you should never feel any kind of way, and the community that felt hurt been lied to. All right, well, not exactly the most eloquent of tweets, but you get the gist. I- D Z uh, or D'Angelo Torres writes, ach, don't tell the truth and then take it back. Like you said, it's not anti-Semitism if we are the true Hebrews. (laughs) That's another thing about the Yakub story is that, uh, the original Hebrew Israelites were, uh, black and that, (laughs) there's another thing too and that the and that the Jews that are now Jewish are also like like somehow like fake Jews or something like that. I don't know. All right, so anyway, my point is that I mean, if you read down here, if you read down the list of these responses to his tweet, it's insane. There's so much support for what he originally said, the racist stuff that he originally said. There's just so many black people that are unbelievably racist against white people in America. This is a serious epidemic. In America, it, this is a legitimate epidemic. You know how they say, "Well, there's an epidemic of black, you know, unarmed black men being killed by police," which is clearly not true if you look at the numbers. Um, you know, they say, "Oh, uh, black men are being hunted by white people in America." Um, there's a black genocide. You know, they, they, there's all these weird, not nonsense accusations against wh- white people. This is a real epidemic: black racism against white Americans. It's unbelievably de- destructive. As I was look, it's not just destructive against white people; it's destructive against black people. You're never going to pull your people out of poverty if you refuse to work with anyone else. You just work within your own group amongst your own people. If you're if you're going to be racist against other groups, you're never going to be successful. I mean, you, maybe you will, but it's going to take a lot longer. At the end of the day, it's it's this is all very sad. Right, It's sad that the insidious ideology spread by Marxists and con men has infected so many people, way more than I would like to believe, and it's become embedded in our universities and especially in the historically black colleges. This, it has spread the infection throughout black America, and, and it is utterly destructive. Malcolm X called for an autonomous black nation separate from America. And I'm actually going to agree with Malcolm here with one minor modification. Let's not restrict it to black America, right? Let's provide this opportunity to all Marxists here in America. If you don't appreciate the constitutional republic that we have here, please, we will prepare for you a new nation. Maybe let's use Guam or Puerto Rico or, or something like that, some U.S. territory we've already got. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm sure we can find somewhere. But you won't have to be subject to our evil, oppressive, quote, systemic racism or our evil, oppressive police or even our evil, oppressive capitalist laws. We can even erect a bunch of Confederate statues just so that you'll have something to destroy. It'll be great. You'll love it. All right. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much. That is not so. Good night.
3: Together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. God bless you and thank you.